This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. Last week, we reviewed the first half of Super Bowl IV, which was the last game between the AFL and the NFL. Although I was an NFL guy, my favorite team being the Dallas Cowboys, I liked a lot of the players on the Chiefs, and they were my favorite AFL team. So I was rooting for them to beat the Vikings. This is the first Super Bowl I can remember watching. My father had just purchased our first color TV for the 1969 season, and we had a pretty big gathering for this game. Some of my uncles and cousins were there, along with me, my brother, and my father. My father and uncles were rooting for the Vikings, and they still believed they could come back in the second half, despite being behind 16-0. Minnesota kicked off to start the second half, and the Chiefs were moving the ball until they got penalized 15 yards for holding. They had to punt, but if nothing else, they did take over five minutes off the clock. Minnesota took possession at their 31 and finally moved the ball against the Chiefs' stingy defense. Joe Cap went four for four on this drive, and they also got a few decent runs. Dave Osborne scored from the four-yard line, making the score 16 to seven. The Vikings kicked off, and Kansas City took over at their 18-yard line. The Chiefs gained 15 yards on three straight runs. Then, on second and six, they were penalized five yards for a legal procedure. They returned to the run on the next two plays and got a first down. This was the first time in the game that Kansas City ran the ball consistently. But instead of sticking with the run and working on the clock, they returned to the pass. And the pass fell incomplete. But it worked out well for them because the Vikings were penalized 15 yards for a personal foul. On the very next play, Dawson connected with Otis Taylor on a sideline route. Taylor broke a tackle and was off to the races for a 46-yard touchdown. Kansas City kicked off and Clint Jones returned the ball to the 37-yard line. The Vikings managed to get to the Chiefs' 49-yard line before middle linebacker Willie Lanier intercepted a joke cap pass. The Chiefs went three and out and had to punt, but there were now only 11 and a half minutes left in the game. Kansas City defense knew that Minnesota had to pass on almost every play, and they pinned back their ears and rushed the quarterback. After a penalty and an incompletion, Cap connected with receiver John Henderson for 28 yards. 
the small glimmer of hope ended on the next play when Johnny Robinson intercepted a Joe Cap pass. The Chiefs went three and out, but with only about eight minutes left in the game, it didn't much matter. This game was over, and everyone knew it. The Vikings took possession at their 19, and after three plays, gained 11 yards. Joe Cap was sacked and knocked out of the game with a separated shoulder. The following three plays gained 31 yards before cornerback Emmett Thomas intercepted backup quarterback Gary Kawazo. Kansas City took over at their 34 and after three plays gained 10 yards for a first down. But on the next play, Len Dawson was sacked by Carl Eller. It's hard to figure out why Dawson was still in the game with only two minutes left, but coach Hank Stram took him out after the sack. Dawson, by the way, was the MVP of the game. With only one minute and 53 seconds left in the game, the Chiefs ran out the clock. My two main observations of this game are number one, Hank Stram outcoached Vikings coach Bud Grant. Grant was a great coach, but Stram outsmarted him in this game, and Grant and his coaching staff never made the necessary adjustments to their game plan during halftime. Number two, the Chiefs' size and power that I mentioned earlier wore the Vikings down, and it's evident in the following statistics. Kansas City ran the ball 42 times for 151 yards, while throwing the ball only 17 times. Minnesota managed only 67 yards rushing and had only two first downs running the ball. Here are some interesting facts. Number one, Bud Grant became the first coach not to wear a tie in the Super Bowl. Number two, Hank Stram became the first coach to wear a microphone during the Super Bowl. Number three, CBS erased the videotape of the game. Videotape was expensive then, and they figured no one would be interested in re-watching the game years later. How wrong they were. Final interesting fact is defensive end Ernie Ladd, who played for the Chiefs in 1967 and 1968, but retired before the start of the 1969 season to pursue a career in professional wrestling, wanted to be on the sidelines with his former teammates for this game. So coach Hank Stram agreed to allow Ladd on the sidelines as his bodyguard. Okay, that sums it up for Super Bowl IV. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Until next time, take care and God bless. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.